I'm Robert Leslie, and welcome to Spotlight, where your host, J.D. Booth, shares conversations with some of the area's brightest and most interesting personalities. To learn more about Spotlight, check us out at LamptonShield.com for more information and to get the latest show notes for this episode. In the meantime, let's join J.D. now with today's special guest. And thank you, Robert Leslie. So I'm talking to Lisa Isaac today. Lisa, thanks very much for being on the podcast. I appreciate you uh, agreeing to do this. Lisa, you're an HR consultant here in Sarnia-Lampton. Um, I don't know how long you've been in business, but you're a, 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 you were a new member of the chamber at some point, and you're going to be doing uh, the chair of the Outstanding Business Achievement Awards Gala this year. In 2019, we're recording this. But tell me your story. Where did you come from? How did you get here? And and what's your background? Sure. So thanks for having me, first of all. Um, to answer, I guess, your immediate questions, I, I started my HR consulting business in July of 2018, and it quickly grew. I had to hire an employee already in November, so there's, there's a demand for HR services in Lambton County. It, the reason I found myself in the situation to open a business is my job had uh, been made redundant. Uh, as, as I was an HR generalist before that in okay. the plants. Here in Sarnia-Lampton? Yep. Okay. Exactly. And so I, I knew for three years that my job was going to be eliminated, so my job was to train my replacement. Not everybody gets that opportunity of a heads up. Exactly. And not everybody is happy about knowing. Okay. Some people check out when they know that their job is done, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I love teaching new people. I love teaching people new things, and so it really worked out really well for me. I got to learn a lot of new technology. My team was in Edmonton and the Philippines, okay, and so I had to do a lot of training there. We we did all get to meet in Edmonton for a month, but other than that, we never really saw each other for those three years in okay. person. So, so how long were you with that organization? I was with them for five years. Okay, yeah. All right. So three of the five, you knew you were leaving. Correct. Eventually, so yes. Are you? Tell me. Tell me your background. Where are you from originally? Um. So I originally actually went to elementary school in Godrich, which okay. is about an hour and a half north of here, of Sarnia, uh, and I spent some brief time in Aurelia, and then I finished high school in Clinton. Okay. But then I moved to Ottawa to university. So I went to Ottawa U, studied international political science and modern languages. Uh, so I'm functionally bilingual French and English. I went through French immersion. Okay. Uh, decided to add Mandarin into that. My big Did you? plan, yes, was to be a, a Canadian representative on the international stage with China. Okay. Um, the Beijing Olympics were coming up. It was a great place to be a student. Ottawa was fantastic. Uh, but then I graduated in 2008 when there were no jobs in Ontario okay. for someone like me. <laughs> Did you keep up the Chinese? Uh, not really. No, not really. Have to, I haven't practiced it much, yeah. but um, I can pick up basic things and, but not and enough say to your be a standard. translator or, no. or a diplomat. No. I can yeah. tell you where the train station is. Yeah. If you should cross the street here or at the corner. <laughs> yeah. The basics. Yeah. 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 Just your, your basics. Uh, I can order a beer. <laughs> <laughs> the important stuff. Yes. Yeah. The important stuff. Very, very touristy level is what I reached. Um, so anyway, so as any Ontarian who uh, may have found themselves without a job, I decided, well, why not move west? 
Um, but before I did that, I guess I spent six months in a Callaway, so in the Arctic. Okay. Um, just working, figuring, okay. having some, some uh, adventures there. That was actually a lot of fun to meet some really, really, really great people up there. Um, but to also see the huge disparity between really, really great people and a lot of severe, extreme poverty as mm. well. Um, beautiful place. So I moved out to Calgary, uh, and I was there. Now, your website talks about um, services related to First Nations organizations. Yep. Was that through the Akalawit connection? or No. So I'm, my family is originally from a small... Um, Potawatomi community called Moose Deer Point. Okay, so uh, you're a first. Na- you're an indigenous. I am an indigenous okay. person. Okay. Yes, yeah. I never lived there as a young person though, but my mom lives there now. And if I'm going home for Christmas, for example, that's where I go because okay. my aunts are there, and my cousins are there, yeah. and yeah. so that's where my family is. So for me, that's home now. Sure. Because sure. I moved around so much. Now, did you pick up the what? What is your your native language if you were there? It would be Ojibwe. Okay. And I don't know it? any of it at all. Um, we're a small community and we had very Chinese, but few... no, Ojibwe. no Ojibwe. No yeah. Ojibwe. Yeah. No, I, I think I can say I'm full in yeah. Ojibwe and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> what would be better is to say I'm hungry, right? Yep. Yep. But, so you went to Edmonton. What? what Calgary. Calgary. Yep. Um, west, you said that Calgary. Yep. And what did you do there? Um, I continued to work at the time I was working for a bank. Um, it was great during university. They have flexible hours, um, benefits if you're not full time. Like it was, it was a good experience, but I, it wasn't a career for me. I wasn't a banker. So it it was fine. I learned a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I but not, you weren't in HR. No, no. I actually spent a lot, um, most of my time doing risk management, um, at a branch level. So if somebody had put an empty envelope into the bank machine, they would come into me to talk to. Mm. Um, if you have ever experienced where your debit card stops working because yeah, they've yeah. frozen it, it would be me that you come into to talk to okay. at the bank. Yeah. So I was doing that, which was quite interesting. And now that I'm in HR, that actually is HR related because I do a lot of harassment investigations mm. and, and internal investigations. So I learned a lot mm. through that. Interesting. Yeah. So you're in Calgary. Are we close to coming back to Sarnia? No, not really. Um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do uh, for a career. Mm-hmm. I'd been with the bank and I decided that that wasn't going to work for me. I tried to get into HR uh, without actually going to school for HR and they weren't overly supportive of that. Uh, and a so remind me again, your, your degree from Ottawa was? International political science. Okay. All right. Kind of a generic... Studied in South, yeah, studying Almost Southeast Asia. not to get a job, right? <laughs> it was very well suited for Ottawa when Ottawa was on a great international yeah. mission and hiring yeah, yeah, spree yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. 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 Not yeah. so much now. Not, not so much or, now. No, or then. At that time. Yeah, yeah. And not overly useful in Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so I saw a bus, a city bus, and it said earn and learn on the top catch your attention yeah I was like that's fantastic marketing I'm gonna check that out yeah. checked it out um and uh, the University of Lethbridge does or did at the time courses uh at night and on weekends okay and so I checked them out and HR I was like oh my goodness I had this epiphany that all of the things so throughout working with the bank I had been volunteering through the Aboriginal Employee Resource Group 
And so I had been managing volunteers and stake, doing stakeholder management and trying to uh, increase engagement, um, which are all things all that HR you do related. in HR. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And so I had this great epiphany that I was actually doing HR for free this whole time, and somebody would actually pay me to do that. Mm. Right. So I was like, well, that's fantastic. Um, so I, I went back to school and did my bachelor management in HR and social responsibility after that. Okay. And that was all at nights and on weekends. And again, the bank was super flexible. They let me go home early. They let me work from home sometimes um, to support you, you me. You really put the earn and learn yeah. into, to good use? Yep. Yep. And, and because it was uh, specifically focused on people who were all working full time during the day, it was everybody, even the teamwork, everybody was really efficient and effective. And it was like, let's get this done. I just want to keep working. Mm-hmm. Um, so that only took I guess you learned some discipline, uh, discipline on how to get things done efficiently because everybody was you were kind of following what everybody else was wanting to do as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, we were all a group of people who just really wanted to learn what we had to learn and, and get through this and move on to getting back to having So you got your degree in what, two and a half years? Yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah. Now, was this the time when online was a big deal, or did you actually have to? Um, no, we, we actually went to classes. Okay. Uh, there were physical classes in Lethbridge or in no Cal- in Calgary. Oh, and so they had a br- they had a yeah a branch office, they had a, so to speak. a campus at the at the college downtown, yeah. so it was really convenient. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. Um, and then what did I do? I, I found, so being from Ontario, I grew and growing up on Lake Huron, I missed the water lakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found that they weren't real lakes no. in Alberta. <laughs> Ponds. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, so decided, I decided I was moving back to Ontario. Okay. Um, again, bank was really helpful. So they moved me back. And then at that point I got into estates, um, which is a very interesting job yeah. to be in. Uh, managing the okay. estate so people who've passed yes of course and yeah. and and they need to manage their money yeah and, and just so deal far. with all of the stuff yeah everything that comes with um, you learned with losing uh, somebody. you learned the phrase sorry for your loss yes a lot yeah. yes um and saw some very interesting things <laughs> uh yeah so this is your you're back in in Sarnia at this point? At this point, back? I'd moved to London. Okay. My, my, I had family there, so I was living with them for six months until yeah. I figured out what else I was going to do. Yeah. Um, and then I um, had been applying to jobs, obviously, throughout, and I had uh, gotten an offer to work at the plants as an intern for eight months. Mm-hmm. So I, I came to Sarnia. Paid intern? Yep, a paid okay. internship. Um, and, I mean, the, the, the pay was so different between what the plants will pay and what a bank will pay. So that really surprised me. More or? Much, much pay. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so big culture change, everything. I had actually never even been to Sarnia before. Okay. Until I started work here. And that was the, how long ago was this that you came back? Or came um, to Sarnia? Because you hadn't been Yeah, here. 2012, yeah. I guess. Okay, all right. So yeah. You're a veteran now. Well, and, and what's funny is I worked in Corona and I live... Uh, lived in forest, so that's I never. A hike. That's a hike. It, it was a commute. Yeah. Uh, but I never actually really came into Sarnia. <laughs> Just around. Yeah. So for me and and air quotes, I was going into town. Yes. Anytime yes, yes. I had to come to the mall or go to the superstore yeah, or something. Yeah. 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 
So I moved uh, to Sarnia last fall, and so now I feel like I'm really a Sarnian, which is why my why I've been more active um, yeah. in the chamber because I don't know anybody in Sarnia. Yeah, well, the, so. Tell me about your business. So you, mm-hmm. you decided to launch your. I guess you just you didn't decide the day you left. Uh, no, because you had a you had an idea that it, you knew it was your job was going to disappear. Yeah. So what did you do to plan for launching Lisa Isaac HR Professional Services? Well, my plan was so when I left the plants in February, my plan was to work at this other job for two years. Uh, and then become a consultant of some sort and probably under somebody else. And I worked at that place for four months uh, and decided that it wasn't for me, it wasn't the right culture, and it wasn't really what I wanted to do. So I learned a lot when I was there, but I left that, and I guess I just had to speed up my plan. Mm. So I, what happened actually, and, and I didn't necessarily even plan to start a business, I just had people asking me for advice, uh, and I decided that maybe I would try to make that sustainable for a little while and yeah. see what happened. And, and, and that there's, took off. And there's just been overwhelming. So what need. is your market? Because when, when we first met and you introduced yourself as an HR consultant, I would have thought that most businesses would have an HR department and have somebody, but there obviously there there's no, a that's niche. Not. Yeah. There's a niche. So anywhere my target market is really anywhere between ten and two hundred employees. I've seen uh, employers who have two hundred employees who have no HR. Okay. They have no HR department, and usually that's because they've just grown in a way um, that they haven't really run across any problems. Mm. Uh, and, and they generally have people, so either, you know, whoever is managing the company or leading the company, those people usually have really good kind of people skills. They understand so how to manage a team. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, they've been, it's another hat that yeah. you wear as a business leader. Um, and then often they'll bring in an office manager who then takes on the rest of that responsibility. Mm-hmm. And then you have obviously your accountants who do kind of the payroll side, so HR now, um, HR did start out um, really as an administrative function, and that's really not the case anymore. So HR um, is actually a tier one profession, so it's on the same level in Ontario as engineers, doctors, lawyers, Okay. Um, on a professional level. And you have a designation, uh, CHRP, commonly referred to as CHIRP? Yes, and I have the next level up, which is the CHRL. Okay. And there's a third level up, which is the C... Um, so the CHRL, the L stands for leadership. And the CHRE, the E stands executive. for executive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I do have the CHRL. So, so. To, talk to me a little bit more about the business. And mm-hmm. you, you've been successful. You've had to hire somebody. Well, um, and so what's different from what I do versus what HR consultants do is I really help businesses with their operations, so an HR consultant sometimes will come in, do an analysis, hand you a report, and walk away. Okay, that's like a consultant. A but consultant. You're, but you're actually getting into the weeds a little bit? Exactly, yeah. So I have some clients where my, one of, my first client actually hired me just to be in the office and, in air quotes, do HR for one day a week. Oh, okay. Right? And so that included things like um, intervening on behaviors that needed to change 
in the moment, okay. uh, facilitating their leadership team meetings, helping them figure out when they need to have certain difficult conversations and when they don't. Um, I'm actually, uh, by being in the office, I can actually observe the employees' behaviors okay. and give recommendations. Are you still doing that with this client? Not with that one. No, okay. we, did, we did what we needed to do, and, we've, and then they hired kind of the people that okay. they needed to keep that momentum going. Yeah. I still come in about once every two months, I guess, to Just a to little help bit them. of a tune-up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that I find that that's different, and that's not necessarily what... So I would, I would assume knowing nothing about HR particularly, I'm mm. a communication professional obviously, um, there are best practices, right? So you, you help organizations with what the government is expecting from a regulatory, yeah, legislative. So legislation is a huge piece <clears throat> um, and I kind of like to joke that HR is cheaper than a lawyer, so bring us in Before. first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the other thing too is when, when you are running a business. So let's say you're running a business, you have twenty employees or fifty employees. When things are going well, that's the time to make sure that your policies are written down, that you've got documented how you do what you're doing, mm-hmm. and that you've captured that because that's much easier to deal with when things start to go off the rails. Yeah, if you've and you're in a reactive it. mode and yeah. probably making mistakes and yeah. all kinds of nasty stuff. And often people are acting emotionally, especially when you're in a small team or a small business. You, you have an emotional connection to everybody in that business, and sometimes it's more difficult to act rationally when you're really in it. Mm. Okay. So having everything kind of laid out, your policies laid out, your procedures laid out and documented in advance makes things easier for everybody involved. So what's your plan? You've been in this, what, a year and a half-ish? The no, business. seven months. Seven months, okay. <laughs> okay. Since July. And we're recording this in uh, March of 2019. Um, what's your plan for growth? Well, I'm doing interviews to hire a, a second employee next week um, because we, we've we got more clients that need more work done. So, so you got more demand than, than you have. Than the, I can handle. Than, you, yeah. Yeah. So than, you, than my team build. and I can handle. But the right nice now. thing is you can scale that, right? I mean, you yeah. can hire people that you like to work with and go from there. Mm-hmm. Well, and there is a lot of really good talent especially in Lambton County because the college has the business management post-secondary diploma for HR professionals. So these are people who already have a business degree and on top of that have a two-year HR diploma. Okay. Um, And a lot of that as well came through the second career program. So there's a lot of people out there who have the HR knowledge and a relevant experience in whatever industry they were in. So are you kind of typically your growth would be hiring people out of that program potentially mm-hmm. yeah okay and then surrounding myself with experts so um, for as an example i don't do recruitment um and some people think that well what else does hr do if you don't do recruitment yeah that's one slice of it it's right? just one piece yeah and so i don't do that so i have experts and professionals that i will refer out to for that stuff okay but would you say eventually that you'd maybe hire somebody that's an expert in the recruiting? Is that an area? Probably not. Okay. You can refer. The world of HR is changing so fast with technology that I would have no way of keeping up 
to what's going on in recruitment right now. Without And honestly, I would rather have somebody who's in that industry. So what brings you, know, you use the Maria Kondo, uh, the, the art of tidying up. What, what brings you joy in the business that you're in? What, what really makes you happy? For me, it's seeing people who are, so people who run their own business are doing that because they are passionate about that business. They're not doing it because they love to manage people and, run, and do HR. So for me, what brings me joy is actually seeing the positive results of well-managed people. And you bring that to the table. Yes. So those skill sets, either directly or teaching someone else how yep. to, how to teaching. do it properly. I, t- I teach people. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to come in and do all of the thing, like do all of the, the people management. It's really, it's up to the, the business mm-hmm. or the organization. It's up to that leadership team. Um, but they need to learn it somewhere, right? Um, I doesn't matter what degree or what education you have, you're never actually taught how to manage people, mm. right? You, you do a business degree, you learn in theory what motivates people, um, what drives them, how they act in groups, but you never actually sit down and learn, this is how you have a difficult conversation with somebody. Or this is what you do when somebody starts to call in sick all the time. <clears throat> Nobody ever teaches anybody that. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of stumble around and do it badly for a while and eventually call you. Yeah, or, or a lawyer. Yeah. Because usually what happens, and, and I've seen it where people are doing it with the best of intentions. They're trying but they're to do what's best, the but they're, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're doing something that ends up. Costing them a lot of money. Well, and the worker that, yeah. especially when it comes to things like um, accommodation or return to work, where employers are trying to help, but by trying to help without doing the proper documentation, um, I've seen where they're actually um, disqualifying employees from long-term disability benefits mm. as a result. Okay. That's good Good to know. Mm-hmm. So what would you like our listeners to come away with out of this conversation as we kind of wrap this up? I think maybe two things are coming to mind first. So one is HR is very complex and there's a lot of different layers and it touches everything that every organization does if you have people. Um, And then the other thing as well is just to remember, you know, you outsource accountants and your IT department and your cleaners so why not outsource your HR services as well? And especially if you don't have those services and you need them, you're you're demonstrating that you need them. Yep. All right. Well, thanks very much for for meeting me and uh, appreciate your, your thoughts. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And that's our episode of Spotlight for today. Join us again for another conversation with J.D. Booth, founder and editor of LamptonShield.com. You can click subscribe wherever you found this podcast or check us out at LamptonShield.com where you'll find the latest episodes of Spotlight. For J.D. Booth, I'm Robert Leslie. Thank you for listening. Until next time, we hope you shine bright in everything you do.